Listening to PetLifeRadio.com. You've had a long day at work, and you can't wait to just get home, take off your shoes, plop yourself down in your favorite chair, and relax. Uh. You walk up to your tranquil residential home and your neatly manicured lawn in your quiet suburban neighborhood, put the key in the lock, open the door, and. Yes, the pets have gone wild! What were you thinking? Welcome to the show about everything you always wanted to know about exotic pets. Where to get them, what to feed them, and how to care for them. You'll even find out why some people live with a monkey. Now, here's your host, exotic pet expert and author, Bob Tart. Hey, Bob, what were you thinking? Good morning, world. Welcome to part two of my fabulous June birding show with... Is going to be one every month? No, but um, I don't have a name for this because there's really no reason for it at all. No. You might hear the trill of a house wren in the background. And I just heard a witchety witchety bird. That's because my friend and co-host, Mr. Book Character Bill Holm, and I are here at Tawas Point State Park for some June birding. Allow me to interrupt. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yes, Bill. Well, it occurred to me that I've been getting a lot of very positive letters and postal cards praising me for my restaurant review from the Cape May podcast of not too long ago. That was the May birding. It is true. Our um, birding podcast has only been up for a matter of hours, and already we are just getting deluged with requests for more, more more how do you like it how do you like it reviews from book character bill holm and also just commentary you know people wonder well what do you do when you're not birding and so i thought it'd be nice just to spend a moment to just talk about ourselves and what we do when we're not birding that would be nice now is there a breeze today i was thinking i wonder if it would be nice to step out of the car for a moment while we're doing the podcast i don't know why not let's see Let's we'll take the listeners with us. And if it's a little chilly cuz a fog is laying in here at Tawas Point, we're near the Sandy Hook path. Let's get out of the car. We'll take the listeners with us. All right, here we go. Okay. Need a jacket? I don't think I don't I don't I don't need a light jacket. You hear the witchy witchy bird over there? Yes, that's I the do. common yellow throw. So well, that has nothing to do with, with that's more back to birding. Please, let's so proceed. Well, last evening we went to a Chinese restaurant in uh, Tawa City, and it really wasn't very good. And uh, I had curry chicken, and it was really too spicy. Too many of those red, flaky little peppers that aren't really necessary. All it does is hide spoiled taste. How many stars, then? One and a half. One and a half. Mm-hmm. And then we stayed the night at the uh, North Star Motel. That's correct. Sometimes called Helen's North Star Motel because of the diminutive owner, Helen. A who, charmer. A charmer. Very genial. Here comes a truck that has porta potties on it. They knew we were coming. <laughs> Perfect time. Should we wave them over here? <laughs> well, and, and the room was just a delight. I'd say that it was probably about uh, four by eight in size. Yes. Yes, there was some, uh, in a room next door to us, I heard some prisoners grumbling that they wanted to go back to the more spacious quarters at the state pen. <laughs> Well, speaking of our neighbors yes. in that room, you you heard something that I didn't hear because I was sound asleep. Well, 
I did make one mistake in that I, I thought I'd asked for a room with two beds, but apparently Helen misunderstood me, and I asked for a room with one and a half beds. So I was in a bed made for a little fellow. But anyway, there might have been a little fellow on the other side of us, or maybe a very sad adult, because in the middle of the night I was awakened by whimpering. Mm, and it wasn't me. No, it wasn't you. I hear the witchy witchy bird. Mm, and uh, we saw some television last night that you enjoyed on uh, QVC. Yes, In the Kitchen with David, starring David Venable. Now, you're a fan of uh, David, right? Oh, David is a delight. And if David were a birder, how do you think uh, David would be? If he, say he saw... A yellow warbler and a Baltimore Oriole. What kind of reaction do you think David would have? The odd birds today are orange. Here's an orange and black one. And here's yellow. Why do you bring, what is it? Bring me up? No. Build me up. Build me up. Buttercup. He always says that. When there's a yellow bird? Whenever. Whenever there's, there's anything. a yellow object. Whenever there's anything yellow that, I, that, I, that, he's, that, he, that he's selling, he always sings, bring me up, buttercup. And do we have limited inventory on the Baltimore Oriole? Let me see. Let me see. Let me check my earpiece. We have 400 left, and they're going fast. All right. So that was a lot of fun doing that. Doing what? Watching that show. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. And we are... A couple things we didn't mention yesterday about our birding at Nyon King, Nyon King Point, and that is all of the... I call them fish flies. I call them mayflies, but you're right. But there were... Oh, I just heard an Oriole. See? We mentioned... Whoa. Mentioned David. What's David's name? Venable. <laughs> and by the way, if you're if you've tuned in on Shortwave Radio to this podcast because you want to hear our Richard Harris review, are we gonna make that a kind of a teaser oh, that for the is second a te- half? Oh of the boy, show. everyone's gonna listen now. The end of the show instead of turning it off right now. But we were just barraged and bewildered by mayflies and or fish flies at Nyon King, right? Absolutely. They they literally covered my entire body. If you have ever seen... Sort of like a beard of bees. Yes, that's good. I was going to say a donut dipped in powdered sugar, but I think that's your, beard, apt as your well. beard of I, bees. <laughs> and also, I have a solution for how we couldn't get close to yellow-headed blackbirds. Oh. Why not add a paintball course to that miserable little swamp? And then when people weren't shooting paintball guns at each other... That and throwing bullets, that we'd have a place where we could walk right out into the swamp and the blackbirds would probably be, yellowheads would be closer. That's what a, do you think? That's a darn good idea. That's a darn good idea. So last night we did a little bit of birding in the Tawas City area. Yes, we did. Yes. And first we went to Gateway Park, which was the scene of my triumph last August. I haven't mentioned this before because I'm a modest man. But I spotted, I've heard it like 20 times. Yes, I found a very rare Franklin's Gull juvenile <sighs> and a red-necked phalarope at Gateway Park, virtually in the shadow of a seagull-shaped slide. We went there. Oh, I just heard an oven bird. It said, ouch, hot. Ouch. Where's my mitt? Where's Nothing my oven says mitt? Loving. <laughs> so yesterday, last night, we went, uh, we didn't see anything there, but we went down to, what was the name of the other park? The Tawas City Park? I think so. And there, I spotted two sandpipers. 
and one was a spotted sandpiper. The other was a little controversial because, Bill, you wanted to make it into a Baird sandpiper. I did. And I have to admit, I went along with that because, you know, this is June, and I was looking up and down the beach, and I was looking for someone who was a little bit bared, if you know what I mean. (laughs) I hope the ladies don't mind that one. Uh Oh, we're going to get mail. We're going to get mail. But it turned out it was a semi-palmated sandpiper, and I should have known because it had a palmetto bug semi-clamped in its beak. You know, and how come I didn't notice? Oh, I just thought it meant it had a really nice hairstyle. Well, it did, in fact. It, I thought it looked... So maybe this, maybe that's a folk etymology, that really your meaning is correct, because it's more from the French of pomade. Pomade. <laughs> and I, I, think, I think you're right. I think you're right about that. We also saw a couple of mergansers. Very nice. That black and white was a beauty. Wasn't it? Yeah. So today, this is our plan. I heard the oven bird again. Did you hear that? It said, I thought that cake I, is done, cake is done, cake is done. Yeah, I just thought it was a little buzzer. <laughs> that, oh, maybe that was, there goes an Oriole. Even in the fog, I saw him. That's him flying up it there. Sure, it sure is. You see the orange? I see the orange. See, the fog has laid in a little bit, but I'm thinking this Tawa City sun is going to burn off the fog. It's actually turning into quite a nice day. It is a nice day. Uh, yesterday in the evening, uh, well, we dodged raindrops because uh, it started raining on us. Some of the time, though, I thought it was raining. I was actually getting pelted with mayflies. I can understand that. When I uh, thought it was the guy in the adjoining room. Well, this was back when we were still at uh, Nyanji oh, Point. Unless yes. you're suggesting he followed us and... Uh, Rented the room just to whimper. Maybe he had just heard our podcast. And that was why he was whimpering. I heard the oven bird again. Mm. And listen. Darned if that isn't a red-eyed vireo. Are you kidding me? Darned if it isn't. <clears throat> and we're just in the parking lot of Towers Point State Park. Look at that bird bouncing on that branch there. You see it? Yes. Who What's knows what doing? that is? Uh, is that orange? I think that's the Oriole. I think it's the Oriole, too. I think the branch was just, just a little weak for its great weight. Yes, yes, because <laughs> Orioles look small. But once you look at them through a binocular, as my wife Linda would tell you, they fill. They fill that binocular right up. <laughs> and, you know, if I tell her, you know, she'll say, well, that's a big bird. It looks so big in the binoculars. And she's right. Uh, you can't deny it. Yeah, and I think too often I look through life through the wrong end of my binoculars, unlike Ooh, Linda. Wow. And wow. so I think there's a lesson there. Now, one plus... Wait a minute. Let me think about that a second. Okay. One plus from a birding standpoint is that outside the North Star Motel, there was an amazing starling that was doing impressions. Mm-hmm. Really? Yep. It did. Now, of course... Is uh, it as good as my deep inventable impression? No. And I kept waiting for that one. I was hoping that you were indisposed at the moment, but I was hoping that you would go out and teach the bird a new impression, but that didn't happen. But the bird did a red-tailed hawk. Where's my chili? (laughs) Great crested flycatcher. That was... uh, Eastern meadowlark. And it did another one, but uh, I can't recall. But it was just an amazingly talented (laughs) bird-elator. So anyway... We are at Tawas Point State Park today, just to wrap up this first segment. Since people are coming. Yeah, people are coming. and they, We don't want anyone to hear this. No. And uh, I, I see some blue sky peeking out from behind the fall. Oh, there's a park official on a uh, four-wheel drive Oh, my vehicle, God, they're coming this way. He looks angry. <laughs> so we hope to see, surely we hope to see some shorebirds. Yes. Oh, 
Look at that. There's a robin. A um, couple of robins. And we'd be robbing the listeners if we prolong this anymore. Of course, that's always been true. So, Bill, I heard the witchy witchy bird. And then on the way back, let's hit the Lighthouse gift shop, and I'll buy Linda yet another Tawas Point coffee mug. You are a great husband. I know what I am. Well, i got to throw, throw the old lady a bone now and then. <laughs> Okay, and so that's it. Not and we'll, every day. No, now and then. And so, and then we might, depending on if we're birded out, because frankly, I'm a little sick of birds already. Well, just standing here, I'm getting a little, my birding level has sort of, I, I'm on like three quarters. Yeah, it's a, uh, birds are a little toxic if you're around them too much. As a birder, I, I need to pass that toxic. along. Yeah, they're a little, <laughs> oh, there goes the Oriole. So... What we'll do is we will bird and bird hard. Oh, We're not going to hold back. You can always count on us to bird hard. Yep. We're not holding back the burden at Tawas Point on the Sandy Hook Trail, even though it's hard to see anything. And with this fog that's laying in. It's still laid in. And then I think when we're done, we Kinda might... like a terrazzo um, floor. It is a, a thick sheet rock wall of fog. And then afterwards, I think we might go back... Per Bill's suggestion to Nanking and look for the yellow-headed woodpeckers just to get a better, closer, more personal look at them. Okay? I agree. So this brings us to the break. And, of course, Mark will have already snuck in a commercial break, two or three of them. I don't know hey, who would buy hey. time on... Hey, I'm not asking any questions. I'm all for all of our sponsors. I am, too. Either they, they make great products. They're wonderful people. And sometimes he advertises other podcasts on my podcast. And I'm certain that other podcasts are just filled with ads for what were you thinking. (laughs) No doubt. So we will be back after this word from our sponsor. And we will give you a report on what we have done, what we have seen, what we have thought, and what we refuse to do. No. And that Richard Harris review. Yeah, that that's that sounds like a great denouement coming up. It is. So, bye-bye. What Were You Thinking? We'll be right back after Bob gets the ducks out of his living room. Don't go away. Listen, cat people, it's just litter. Until you realize those big boxes mean big smells, big messes, and big money. Switch to World's Best Cat Litter, the only litter with concentrated power. It guarantees less smells, less work, all with less litter. Try the small bag that lasts one cat 30 days and you'll realize it's just litter. Unless it's World's Best Cat Litter. Find it at Target, Walmart, and at your local grocery and pet stores. Hi, Jill. I see you and Bella are enjoying this lovely day as well. It's a perfect day for a walk. Isn't that right, Bella? And what a colorful ID tag you have, Bella. It certainly puts my Rusty's boring engraved tag to shame. Isn't it great? It's a dog tag art tag. Dog tag art? Yeah. Dog tag art makes the world's coolest pet ID tags. Pick from hundreds of cute designs or upload your photos or artwork to create a unique tag of your own. They even give you four lines of text on the back of the tag for important contact information. I love it! But do they hold up? We have to replace Rusty's metal tags so often because the information wears away. Dog tag art tags are some of the highest quality pet tags out there. They're made with super durable stainless steel. Your information is always legible and the tags are guaranteed for life. Well, I'm sold. Where can I get my dog tag art tag for Rusty? Dogtagart.com 
Sounds great. We can't wait to get online and get a tag of our own. Dogtagart.com. We keep best friends together. Use the coupon code RADIO for a 25% discount off any tag. Active for Pets is a new wellness platform and app that helps pet parents save time and money on their vet bills. Stop paying for unnecessary vet treatments. Consult with the vet online. Get unlimited access to your pet's entire health history from any computer or smartphone with the Active for Pets app. Vaccinations, medications, test results, and more. Active 4 Pets gives you access to a team of expert vets for non-emergency care. Make an appointment before, during, or after office hours. Skip the waiting room and get a secure online vet consult on your schedule. Taking care of your pets is as easy as it gets with Active 4 Pets. Ready to try Active 4 Pets? Listeners get 40% off a one-year membership. To get this great offer, use promo code PETLIFE on the sign-up page of active4pets.com. That's A-C-T-I-V, the number 4, P-E-T-S dot com. Or call 888-512-2848. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Pet okay, ducks are in the pond, rabbits in his hutch, and monkeys. Ow! In my car! Oh, okay, well, I go check my insurance policy. We'll turn you back over to Bob. Hi, we're back with part two of What Were You Thinking? This is our second birding show, and Bill and I are back at uh, Nyonking Point, and you might be able to hear a few birds around. That, there you go. That was one. That was a very rare bird. That was the uh, bill-headed warbler, I believe. Bill uh, pointed something out to me while we were at... Did not. Yes, you did. did. When we were at uh, Tawas Point, and that is that the trail called the Sandy Hook Trail that I was referring to. And I had forgotten that, of course, there was that terrible shooting at uh, Sandy Hook Elementary School, but there's uh, no um, link between that. And the uh, trail, of course, is actually called that at Tawas Point. It is the Sandy Hook Trail. So uh, that's an unfortunate coincidence, but. Yes, we weren't being smart aleck insensitive men. No, no, we weren't, at least not that time, because <laughs> it, it is the Sandy Hook Trail. But I don't think there's any trails here we have to worry about too much. Uh, we are at the observation tower at Nyanking Point, and we were back again hoping to get a closer look at the yellow-headed blackbirds. But would you like to say what happened? Well, what happened was pretty much exactly what happened yesterday. Which was Bill started seeing the birds before I did. <laughs> well, it was that, of course. But there uh, weren't; they were still at a distance, and there weren't that many. And again, it may be that we had built up so much birding energy from being at uh, Tawas Point. Once again, second day in a row, I was totally outbirded by Bill. Well, I'll tell you something. I have a secret I haven't really told you about. You know, you hear about, you know, birding by ear. I do birding by smell. You do? I do. Can for, you give me an example? For example, an oven bird. Yeah. I listen. I, I listen for the teacher, 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 teacher call. And I, I seek the scent, the odor. And it, uh, in that case, it's a loaf of fresh-baked bread. Oh, okay. Now, the way, I was, the way I was able to find the yellow-headed blackbird was because I, I had a, a hint of fresh lemon that I was sensing. Is that right? A That's hint right. of fresh lemon. And how about if you were looking for, a, say, an American red start? 
Is there something that uh, would assent? Assent? Um, perhaps. Well, I go. I, I forgot what you were saying. The American Red Star. I think you told me that you like to start your day with a Bloody Mary. That's the way. Well, you said that, and I forgot. So I think you had a few more examples, too. But uh, Excuse me. I have a little trouble here. But uh, birding by smell, that is, that is definitely something new. Mm-hmm. Tree swallows. Yes. Pine. Pine. And how? what's the link between pine and tree swallows? It's a tree. Oh, my gosh. That I mean, is, that's why not many people can do this. Yes, you really, you really just because need you, to make associations it's, that it's most a, people aren't able to make. It's it, sort of a mind-altering, bending, expanding way of birding. And not that everybody can do it. No, I certainly can't do it. I, I've never been able to do it. And at Tawas Point, Bill saw, and I completely missed it, Bill saw a brown thrasher only feet away from us. Yes, and it wasn't me thrashing about. No, it wasn't. And um, you also saw a pair of bobolinks. Oh, I sure did. And I wish that I'd been able to grab them because I needed a pair of bobolinks for my dress shirt. (laughs) 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 So that was a couple pretty good birds. You said that off the cuff, didn't you? I did say that off the cuff. So here at Nyonkin, I have to say that it's a beautiful day again, but I just am not going to get a close-up photo of the blackbirds, yellow-headed blackbirds. It's just not to be. But the image is etched in my mind. If only I could transfer the image in my mind onto photographic paper. Yes, yes, the photographic paper that you can walk into any pharmacy and buy these days. Get your little developer kit Mm. and your stop bath and your fixer. And Oh, there goes a yellow wobbler. Oh, look it. Oh, Right out in the open. You see it? Yeah. Hopping around there, a yellow wobbler. Maybe our... Actually, I don't see it. I lied. Oh, okay. All right. But who's going to know? This is radio. It is radio. Shortwave radio, and there's going to be so much interference and fading and propagation effects that I'm going to sound like I'm probably British anyway. (laughs) I say, me too. Speaking of British, we have teased you long enough with our Richard Harris segment, and... I'll talk a little about Richard Harris. and Oh, look at all the geese. There's a huge, huge flock of geese. Would you call that a gaggle? It's a big gaggle. It's like 60 or 70 geese, wouldn't you say? I would. That's, well, that's a lot of geese. It's a lot of geese. Flying over Saginaw Bay, headed toward us. I hope it wasn't something... Okay, maybe Uh-oh. our listeners can hear them. Now, this would be good radio. Nope, they're not going to come close enough to make this good radio. Yeah. That's the only thing that would make this good radio. Yeah, yeah, right. So I was listening to the Jimmy Webb sessions, Richard Harris, and uh, he had two albums he did with Richard Harris with Jimmy Webb's music, A Tramp Shining and The Yard Went On Forever. And we're listening to some of that in Bill's car. And some of our older listeners may appreciate my uh, critique of uh, Richard Harris's vocal style. Now, I, I, I like Richard Harris. I always liked him as a ham actor. And I liked MacArthur Park. I thought that was a fine song. But I noticed that he has kind of two styles that he does when he's singing. And that he's either kind of shouting like he did in Camelot. Or he is searching for the right note, it seems like, as he's gliding around. And I'll give you an example. He'd be doing like, in Camelot. Camelot! I know it sounds a bit bizarre, but in Camelot, 
That's how conditions are. So somewhere in there was the right note. Wow. What do you think? I thought he was right here. Yeah. I thought I thought a bottle of scotch just appeared on the railing here. Mm-hmm. And a drunk driving conviction. <laughs> and an almost permanent <laughs> guest host slot on The Tonight Show. But... He that did you know that was almost offered to him? I did not know that. It was. That would be a mistake. Yeah, yeah. Because he would only show up maybe once a week. Well, I think there was. I mean, we don't want to speak ill of the uh, recently deceased uh, Harry Potter cast members, but uh, mm. uh, that's truth what be told. Truth be told, and that brings me to another feature I've been teasing a little bit about, and it's, it's an ethics question. Oh, and well, that's right about, up my alley. Now, and it's about CD duplication. I believe every person is allowed to make their own backup copy of a CD, right? Yeah. Because if I buy a CD, and in fact, some of the online merchants, there's one, the number one online merchant that begins with an A and ends with Mazan. When you buy a lot of titles, you get a free download. So if you buy the CD of, say, Camelot, I know it sounds a bit bizarre, then you... Also get well. Yours is much better, and so you also get the freedom. <laughs> so you get this archival copy. So here's my question. Yeah. So I'm riding with you uh-huh. in the car, and I have copies of those CDs. Now, our okay. producer might be interested in this because our producer, you, I don't know if you know this, he is a country music recording artist. I did did not, you know that? I did not know yes, that. Yes, yes, yes. And so here I am. I have an archival copy, and I'm listening to this archival copy with you. Okay. Now, what happens if I give you my archival copy for safekeeping? That seems reasonable because... If there were, say, some tragedy to befall, say that thieves broke into my house and took my CDs, then I would still have my archival copies. But under what circumstances are you only allowed then to listen to my archival CD if I'm with you? Oh, well... And what if maybe... What if you were gravely injured and were hospitalized for 10 or 20 years? Well, I still don't... But I have to bring a CD player to your room? See, that's possible. Or it might be that, say you're listening to one in your car. Yeah. And I'm sitting in the car, and then I open the car door. If I'm still within sight of you and you're listening, I would think that would be fine. So if you had a photograph of me, Uh maybe that is good enough. Yeah, that. See, these are interesting questions. I, I'm just not sure about it. Maybe some of our is there listeners, an expert out there? Really, yeah, Bob at PetLifeRadio.com, or please friend Bill on Facebook. Bill what? Bill loves friends on Facebook. He can never have enough. I only have one friend on Facebook, and it's me. Or uh, look for Bill on Twitter. Uh-huh. And uh, Bill would also be yeah, happy. I'd love, to, to, I'd love to have hear whatever anyone has to you know to tweet, tweet me or you know e- or whatever you do with that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So I hope we've given you a little bit of food for thought. And what should we wrap up? Like a loaf of fresh baked bread? Yes. And to wrap up our birding trip, we did not see many shorebirds. We were just a little too late for the shorebirds. We saw a lot of norbirds. Right. Neither nor. Neither norbirds. I believe that, this is just my opinion, but I believe the shorebirds already went up north to their breeding grounds. They couldn't wait. I I remember those days. Whoa, whoa. So I think, and uh, we didn't even see the the Baird. 
No, we did not. No, see we the did not. Uh uh-uh. uh. So we were misled by the sandpiper itself. Yes. So we did see one spotted sandpiper and one solitary sandpiper. So it wasn't just a single solitary sandpiper. It was a single solitary sandpiper and a spotty sandpiper, right? As far as I know, one was playing solitaire. Mm-hmm. It's the only game in town. Mm. Oh, look at that beautiful that tree swallow. Look at it. It's right there in this little nest right here, a little nest oh, box, a little tree swallow. I, I think it oh, wants just to Just popped hear in us. there. I yeah. think it's interested in what we have to say. So it was the wrong time of the year for shorebirds. I might come back in August because I had, I probably mentioned that last year I had good luck with shorebirds in August. Maybe I didn't Claim. mention Yeah. So maybe I'll do that. But all in all, we had a few disappointments. We didn't really have any home runs except for the northern harrier that Bill spotted. That I saw. We did see the... Bill saw them first, so it's another yes. success for Bill, the yellow-headed blackbirds. I think those were the two best birds. <clears throat> the harrier, I spotted that. I, that was the first one I mentioned. Did you? Yes. When and, was that? Uh, that was yesterday we saw it. And, I, and then also, uh, I was happy to see the common turn. There was a, the turn put on quite a turn of a show for us today, diving in a pool for worms, swimming worms. Swimming worms. Mm-hmm. And are they poisonous? The swimming worms? Uh-huh. They, some of them are. Yeah. Yeah, especially if they've been in there too long. Oh. So any last words you'd like to say about the birding, our birding trips for 2014, the date of June? I'm, I'm the, the only thing I have to say, really, is that we had ups and we had downs. But overall, I'd say it was an up. It was an up. It, it's always fun to get away from the office where I slave and uh, just to get out in nature a while. Right. I mean, it, I, you can't complain about seeing a brown thrasher. No, you can't. Even if you have to travel two and a half hours to see it. Right, right. And it's good to spend time with friends. Absolutely. You know, great times. We were listening to Rod the Mod while we were driving. Oh, yeah. And uh, we were listening to Maccabee singing Bill's favorite song. Food scandal. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, that's good. That's good. Maybe can you do a a little longer of uh, of that to lead us out of the show while I... uh, No one gives a tap of mind while they're young. So thanks for listening to our show. Thanks for Mark Winter for his production genius. And thank you for listening. Go to bobtart.com. And thank you, Bill. Give me, give me, give me the more natural food scandal. Because sometimes we're eating pure chemical food scandal. Bye-bye. Thank you. In England, ripidan, ripidan. Run! Thinking about buying a monkey? How about a ferret or a skunk? Then check out the show that will answer the burning questions, where do you get them? What do you feed them? How do you take care of them? And most of all, what were you thinking? With exotic pet expert and author Bob Tart, every week on demand from PetLifeRadio.com.